Welcome into another edition of the Prep Extra Podcast. I'm Colton Stone alongside, as always, Chris Bassnett. Well, if you liked the chaos and entertainment of the Girls State Basketball Week, <laughs> why don't we double it? Yes, sir. And let's uh, take a look at some boys' state let's basketball. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, you know, before we get into that, obviously, we had a, a good run by the Lincoln High girls Great. Uh, in Class A. Uh, big resurgence for the Lynx uh, with Dominique Kelly. Uh, Seemed like they were right there. They had things rolling uh, in the first half against Millard South, and uh, looks like the the Patriots kind of just finally got over <laughs> that hump. They had, you know, a, a senior class that won so many games, and they finally put things together. So, yep. but uh, you know, shout out to the Lynx for for the run that they had and and the the shot they gave it there in the in the title. If if you would have told Dominique Kelly you're going to lead by seven after the first quarter, you're going to be within striking distance in the third quarter. I'm guessing she would have taken that before yeah. the tournament starts because you know Millard South was probably feeling that pressure, like you said, with that senior class not getting over the hump, but just so talented offensively. And we saw them get hot, and that was the difference. You know, Lincoln High, Lincoln High scored 60-plus points in the state championship, and that's good enough to win it a lot yeah. of years. Problem is the other team scored 72 yeah. this year. And so you just give credit where credit's due. Millard South was the best team all year, proved at the state tournament, dominated those first two rounds, and, and – Picked up a really nice one in the final, but yeah, you have to give credit to Lincoln High um, and, and Dominique Kelly from where that program was, you know, before Dominique got there to these last couple of years. Really, really impressive. So yeah, shout out to the Lynx. Great season. That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and it was a very up and down Girls State tournament. You had a lot of, it seemed like 20, 30 point wins. You had a lot of, you know, late comebacks. You had a lot of close games. So uh I have a feeling we're going to see more of the same yeah. uh, going to the boys' state tournament as well. Um, looking at Class A, uh, much like the girls' state tournament, a lot of LPS flavor. Uh, you got North Star taking on Bell West uh, in the 1-8 game. You have uh, Lincoln Southeast taking on Gretna, and then East uh, the, in the 4-5 game against Westside. What's the maybe overarching theme for the LPS schools? I know we, we talk a lot, power lies in Omaha. Yeah. Can one of these LPS schools not only get to the semifinals, but how can they make a run uh, to a title game? The, the thing is they can. And I think that's the thing you have to look at is, is they can do it. You know, and there's been some years where, A, there's been zero Lincoln teams in the Class A state mm -hmm. tournament. You know, I was doing some research today. This is the first year since 2009 we've had three Lincoln teams in Class A. And all you have to do is go look at the results. You know, Southeast – Lost a really close game to Gretna early in the year. Played Millard North first game of the year and had the Mustangs down double digits in the second half before they lost in overtime. East beat Westside by 16 less than a month ago. You know, so North Star beat Creighton Prep early in the year, beat Gretna to get to state. That's two top five teams in the state. Now, look, Bellevue West is a different animal. We all know that. They're the pretty prohibitive favorite here. But I think the rest of it is pretty wide open. These Lincoln teams have proven they can beat anybody play with anybody on and it comes down to like we've always talked about on the right night it's against the right team you know lincoln southeast just has to beat gretna once mm -hmm. to get to the semifinals and and then they just got to win one more game to get to the finals and same with east you've just got to beat west side once and then you take your shot probably against bellevue west north star has played bellevue west so they're not going to be unfamiliar with mm -hmm. what that looks like you know they, they they will understand what they have to do to have a chance in that game so I, I think the overarching theme is if if it if the if the mix is right, it could be a huge weekend for the city. 
You know, do they get two teams to the semifinals? We'll see. And then you get them to the semifinals, you get the crowd behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 it's East and Bell West in a semifinal, what do you think that crowd's going to look like? You know, at Pinnacle Bank Arena with it with a chance for a city school to knock off the the perennial favorite, the perennial power. Mm-hmm. You know, and same on the other side, if if it's Southeast and you know Miller North, for example. You know, again, a city school against a team that's been there year after year after year. Those could be some some crazy crowds, and and you never know, you know. So, yeah, for me, it's these teams have beaten up on each other all year in the city. We know that, but when they've gone into the metro, they haven't always won these games, but they've been right there. And, and what we saw in the postseason was they kind of got over the hump in a couple of those games, Southeastern North Star especially. So, Class A, yes, there's a favorite in Bellevue West, but I think any other of those seven teams, six teams can can beat each other on any given night. It's just a matter of, is it going to be the Lincoln teams that do it? Yeah, and if you had to maybe pick one of the Lincoln schools, uh, maybe who who got hot at the right time down the stretch that it may be in line to make a run maybe more than the other two. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it might be Southeast. As, as interesting as that is to say, as a sixth seed, you know, they won the city championship. They've got a guy on defense in Bangot Dak that, that can neutralize a lot of stuff on offense. They've got... Uh, you know, he's a six foot nine rim protector and, and there's just not a lot of teams that have that. He's really athletic. He can score a little bit for you. And so again, it, you're talking about a Southeast team that's seen Gretna and didn't back down, has seen Miller North and didn't back down. It, it comes down to how Southeast kind of handles the bright lights. You know, they went, they went and won at Creighton prep in a district final. You don't just stroll into the birdcage and win, right. you know, on any night, much less in a district final against a power like that. So Southeast is playing really, really good basketball. East is playing really, really good basketball. You know, my, the one concern I might have for East is they're they're excellent offensively, and it's we've seen teams like that have struggles from time to time in Pinnacle Bank Arena. It's just a different venue. It's mm-hmm. a different shooting background. It's all that stuff. But if if they come out and play offensively like they have most of the year, they're going to be a really tough out. I think that makes that Bellevue West game if it happens, a lot of fun because that's going to be a shootout. And East isn't going to be afraid of a shootout. They're going to be afraid to run with Bellevue West. So I, I, I think if you had to pick one to make a run, it's probably Southeast just because they would avoid the right. Thunderbirds. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised to see East make a run either. Looking at Class B, uh, Scott, you're number one uh, on that portion, uh, Plavio, you're two. Uh, in that 2-7 game, you've got uh, every school in Norris. Very young team. You know, this is a team that's that's – been to the state tournament uh, in recent years, but I was behind a lot of a lot of seniors, behind a lot of juniors, and now you're looking at a team that you know they may be making a, a collective run to the state tournaments in the next few years, yeah. but you know maybe it's not this year. But then again, Plaview is a team that's very you know if Connor Milliken scores thirty, hard to beat them. Yeah. If you lock them up and make other guys shoot, you know it, you could win that game. It's been a heck of a run for Norris, and and I talked to Jimmy Motes today. Uh, actually, just you know, you look at their last three games in sub districts; they win by three, two, and one points, and all three of their game-winning buckets came in the last six seconds, and were all scored by freshmen or sophomores. You know, it's four of their top six leading scorers are freshmen or sophomores. Their leading assist guy is a sophomore. Their leading rebounder is a freshman. You know, the the future is is really bright. Obviously, they've they've won six in a row. I think they've won eleven of their last 14, something mm-hmm. like that, you know. So they've, they've kind of matured as this season's gone along, and they got hot at the right time. They, they've won three close games. And, and like you said, that's, that's a tough matchup. You're going to ask probably 
a pretty young player to go guard one of the great scorers in in state history yep. and Connor Milliken. But again, Platteview's not a team that's that's unbeatable. You know, we we've seen Wahoo, a C one school, beat them twice, mm-hmm. and Wahoo's a different animal, of course. But, but that, that that's a game that you look at and you go, you know what? Norse has got a shot, and, and they've kind of had fate on their side these past couple weeks. So that, that'll be a fun one, kind of a, a quote-unquote home game for the Titans, so to speak. I, you look at the three matchups for area teams, Creed, Elkhorn, York, Scotts Bluff, you make a pretty good case for all three teams uh, winning those games. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Elkhorn's played really well as of late. Crete's stumbled a little bit. You, you, you never know what you're going to get with, with a panhandle team, and that's no respect to Scotts Bluff or, or Sydney, but – we just don't see them, you yeah. know, we don't know. So I, I think if you're looking at class B and you're looking at these brackets, Norris Platteview should be a lot of fun just because of the way Norris's games have gone. Jimmy Moat said today they're eight and one in games decided at the buzzer. They've had nine games decided at the buzzer and they're, they're eight and one in those games. Yeah, it's pretty good. So if you get it to the last 10 seconds and you're Norris, probably feeling pretty good. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what that looks like too. Yeah, and you talk about that Elkhorn Creek game. Past years, Elkhorn's zone defense kind of eats teams alive. Yeah. So, a uh, matter of finding a way to break that and, and you know, probably taking on Scott in that next game if you're Crete, not an easy out by any means. Yeah, I, th- I think Scott's the prohibitive favorite here. They have been all year. The only two losses are to class, or excuse me, three losses, two of them to class A schools early. Um, yeah, Elkhorn Crete's going to be a slugfest. It's probably going to be the first one of 35 wins. <laughs> That's two really, really good defensive teams. And then it's just a it's just a tall task against Scott. Um, and no disrespect to Bennington, they, they, they're going to play the game. You don't yeah. play it on paper. But Scott, I think, is just such an overwhelming favorite in this bracket. It's, it's going to take a special effort to beat them on the state tournament stage. But, it, but yeah, if, if, if your defense shows up on the right night, you hit a couple shots, who knows? Looking at C1, uh, a lot of fa- firepower in C1. Uh, Wahoo, your, your one seed, 24 and one. Uh, probably lean to them being the favorite as well. Of course, you know, again, we, we say if you go west of, of Kearney, we don't see those teams very often. Yeah. But um, yeah, it looks like Wahoo, maybe Ashland Greenwood, somewhere in there uh, for our coverage area. But a lot of teams that. You know, it feels wide open, but also it kind of feels top heavy at the same time. I think this is the most fun bracket in the in the this week uh, out of any of the classes. Uh, that Wahoo Auburn first round game is unbelievable. When you look at what Auburn's done, you know, the last few years they went, they darn near won the state title last year. Mm-hmm. They won they won how many games in a row before that? You know, that's if you're a Wahoo, you're going that this is like the toughest eight seed draw of all time <laughs> for us. So two kind of contrasts in styles. Wahoo wants to get up and down and run. We know how Jimmy Weeks likes to play. They want to control clock, control possessions, and, and you can be sure they're going to try and do that against against the Warriors. So that's that's a that's maybe the game of the day, all classes, uh, first round, is that Wahoo-Auburn game. I'm just so fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by Ogallala Central City. Ogallala averages about 75 points a game, unbeaten. You're playing a Central City team that hasn't been to state since 1947. Um and also only has three losses. They're not mm-hmm. coming down here because they got lucky. You know, they, right. they're, that's a quality team and a great first-round game. Ash and Greenwood's had a great year. The only team to beat Wahoo this year and beat them on Wahoo's home floor. You know, so Sydney's won 20 games. They're fo- the boys are following the girls down to state. Saw the girls win a game down here and get to the semifinals. You know, they're going, well, we can do that. We can be in the semifinals. So just a fascinating, fascinating bracket. You're right. I, I feel like Wahoo's probably the favorite. But at the same time, there's maybe three or four other teams that you look at and go, 
could be, could make it pretty interesting. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if, if I know we, we stress it a lot any given night, but if you get shots to fall, uh, you get hot at the right time, anything can happen. Uh, C2, Freeman, your number one uh, at 26 and one. Seems like that's a Freeman team that's been kind of sniffing around the past few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I look at C2 and it's kind of, can Freeman finally get over that hump yeah. and, and bring home a, a state title? You're talking about another one seed that's that's got a really tough draw. You know, you're playing a, an eight seed in Gordon Rushford that only has four losses and made a district final last year. If you win that game, you're looking at Cedar Catholic, who's had a great year and has won a lot of games playing up, or, or Elkhorn Valley, who's only got two losses, you know, in a semifinal. Then you go to the other side, Amherst beat Freeman at State last year. That's the two seed this year the, the Broncos are. Norfolk Catholic's always going to be competitive. You know that. Donovan Trumbull, Tri-County, Tri-County, Again, the only team to beat Freeman this year. I was at that game. Sorry, Falcons. That's the one I gave my cover years this year. That's my bad. I beat them at Mudecus. And they've got guys that, that can score. They, they understand how Freeman wants to play. You know, So, yeah, again, it's a, it's a bracket where you kind of feel like Freeman's probably the favorite. But, again, three, four, maybe five other teams that are going, we're going to have a pretty good shot at this thing too. And it, it comes down to matchups. It comes down to who's doing well on the right night or the right afternoon, in this case, for the C2 bracket. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think – C2, C1, two really, really fun brackets with some really interesting storylines. D1, you've got North Platte St. Pat, 23 and 2 uh, as your one seed. Maywood Hayes Center, 25 and 2. Uh, just going down, you look at something like, I know you can do it with a lot of these classes, but you go down yeah. and it's like, who, who, these teams just aren't losing games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, a handful here and there, again, right night. But, uh, you know, St. Pat's has been pretty dominant all year. Uh, so, again, you hate to look at just the one seed and say, okay, they're going to win this yeah. thing. But they've looked the part all year. They have. Uh, they've got a one-point win over Maywood Hayes Center, uh, which came in the sub-district final. That was a, that was a loaded sub-district. It was St. Pat's, Maywood Hayes Center, and South Loop, which was like number one, number two, and like number eight in the PowerPoints. <laughs> you know? And then Dundee County Stratton, they have four losses. Three of them are to Maywood Hayes Center. The other one's North Platte St. Pat's. You know? <laughs> so that's a team that's beaten everybody but those top two seeds. Elm Creek started the year in the top five in D1 uh, in our rankings and has kind of hung around there all year. Ansley Litchfield has been hot at the end of the year, you know, and then, of course, how could you forget Howells Dodge, who is there every year in every sport. They know how to win in the postseason. What are they going to do against the Johnson Brock team that, that's kind of quietly had a really good year, 22-4, and four, and, we, and we maybe haven't heard a whole lot about them because we've worried about these teams that have been out west, St. Pat's, Maywood Hayes Center, right. Dundee County, Stratton. So, it, it, I Again, I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of repeating myself, but it's a fascinating bracket, right? Like yeah. you kind of look like, say, Pat's maybe the favorite, won it last year, back again this year. But again, Maywood Hayes Center's got a pretty good argument. Johnson Brock, Howells Dodge, pretty good argument. They play each other in the first round. Dundee County Stratton's seen these favorites be- before. Mm-hmm. Pretty good argument. So again, it's it's a it's a super fun bracket, one where you, it's going to be really hard, I think, to predict how how it's going to shake out when it gets here. And then finally, wrapping up with D2, big storyline from our point of view is can the Parkview Christian boys uh, sweep boys' titles? In yeah. D, uh, well, not D2, of course. They yeah. play six-man football. But can they get another boys' title? Not exactly an easy draw, getting <laughs> False City Sacred Heart, a team that uh, you said it with Howells Dodge being there in every sport, yeah. state all, all the time. Sacred Heart, Thank seems you. like they're there in everything every year. Uh, it seems like they – win a lot of things too. So yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, so you look at Parkview, can they do it again? 
That's a maybe the toughest draw of anybody in the state because you're playing Fall City Sacred Heart, like you said, in the first round. If you win that game, you're getting a Shelton team that's lost once. That was in their first game of the year to Elm Creek, who's in the D1 right. state tournament and was here last year. Or potentially Santee, a first timer who plays res ball, wants to get up and down and run, and mm-hmm. things can get kind of kind of hectic as as we've seen when Winnebago comes down here and plays. You know, we see what those games look like. Why not again another team that's had a really quietly really great year and, and earned the top seed there? So Parkview Christians guards, I think, are the difference here. They're just so good. They're so solid. You know, they're le- led by uh, Victor Koshalowski, who's an all city caliber player playing for a D two team. Right. You know, and so it's it's the it's true in high school. It's true in college. It's true in pros. If you've got good guard play. That can take you a long, long way, and I think that's the difference for Parkview Christians. They've got three of those guys uh, in the backcourt that can that can step up on any given night, and 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 carry that team. So, it's 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 funny looking at them as the three seed. We've we've had them ranked number one all year. They've only played five D two teams, I think, all year. And you look at the scoring margin in those games; it's ridiculous. It's eighty six to twenty or something right. like that. You know, so. The competition ramps ramps up at state, of course, but you have to feel good about where you're at if you're Parkview Christian if you can get by that first round game, mm-hmm. and that's 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 obviously no slouch with False City Sacred Heart. But yeah, I think you look at this bracket, Parkview Christian's been there; they won it last year. They win the six man title in, in dominating fashion. You know they're confident, and and now they have the experience of being in those bright lights, and I think that really helps them here. Yeah, yeah. Looking at Parkview, it's it's a matter of you know. Did did all those games against higher competition? Will that pay off again? Yeah, uh, it tends to. Mm-hmm. But of course, you run into to a team that is is dominant as well in D two. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen there. Exactly. But you know, we'll we'll be all over it. Uh, hopefully, we get some Lincoln schools yeah. uh, into some semifinals. Yeah. That way, uh, you know, we we can get a, a PBA or or Devaney uh, rocking with with some Lincoln schools. Uh, like we did this past week uh, at Girls State Basketball. So uh, for Chris Bassinet, I'm Colton Stone. We will have everything for you uh, on the Journal Star, and we will keep you with it uh, all week.